this evening, Matthew chapter number 12, and uh, want to look uh, together, if we will, uh, in the 22nd verse of Matthew chapter number 12, and uh, we're going to read uh, these verses here in Matthew's gospel, Matthew chapter number 12, and uh, good to be saved tonight, amen, good to be in the house of God. And I appreciate all the testimonies. My heart's been helped. And uh, the Lord just knows what you need when you need it. And I praise the Lord for that tonight. Amen. He's a personal Savior. And uh, He promised that He'd never leave us nor forsake us tonight. Amen. Matthew chapter number 12. Let's look together in verse number 22. Matthew chapter number 12 and verse number 22. The Bible says, Then was brought unto him one possessed with the devil blind and dumb, and he healed him, insomuch that the blind and dumb both spake and saw. And all the people were amazed and said, Is not this the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow doth not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. And Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation." And every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. And how shall then his kingdom stand? And if I be by, if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore they shall be your judges. But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. Or else how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man, and then he will spoil his house? He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men." And whosoever speaketh the word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. Either make the tree good, and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt, and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. O generation of vipers, who can, how, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. A good man, uh, out of the good treasure of the heart, bringeth forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we thank you. For your presence tonight, we thank you, Lord, for your help. Thank you, God, for the testimonies, Lord, of your people. Lord, we thank you, God, for the songs that have been sung. Lord, we thank you for this place. And God, thank you, Lord, for this body of believers, Lord, this congregation, these people. God, this place is so special to us, Lord. We're thankful for what you've done in our hearts and our lives here. And we're thankful, Lord, for what you continue to do. Lord, I ask you, God, that you would meet with us tonight. Lord, we need your help. Father, we need your touch, and I pray, Lord, that you would speak to us and speak through us. And God, Lord, you, as the songwriter said, all is vain unless the Spirit of the Holy One comes down. And Lord, I pray, God, that you would. Lord, that you would just manifest yourself. Lord, that you would bless us, God, with yourself tonight, Lord. 
God, we don't seek any other thing, but Lord, we just want your presence and your help. And I pray, Lord, that you would give us greater understanding of your word. I pray that you would draw us closer to yourself. Lord, in fellowship, Lord, as it's already been mentioned, spending time with you, I pray, Lord, that every single one of us, Lord, would know the reality of that, know the blessedness of it. And God, I pray, Lord, that you'd help us to walk with you, and Lord, to fellowship with you and to worship you, Lord, in the communion and the union of the Spirit of God. Lord, we'll thank you, God, for what you do in this time of preaching. Lord, we pray that you bless the message. Give us ears to hear, heart to receive the word of God. We pray that the will of God would be accomplished. Father, we love you. Thank you for loving us. We ask these things tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. As we come to Matthew chapter number 12, we're here uh, in this gospel uh, message. And Jesus is, of course, dealing with people. He is uh, healing and he is performing miracles and then... Uh, as always, as you follow the gospel narrative, we find that there are uh, Pharisees that are close by. They're watching what the Lord Jesus Christ is doing. They are taking note uh, of His ministry. They are watching Him not because they are amazed with what He's doing. They're not watching Him because they uh, desire some blessing from Him. They're not even watching Him that they may be a blessing to Him or be blessed by him, but they are watching him that they may criticize him. And the instance in the scripture before us is no different. You'll notice what happens here in the text, verse number 22. The Bible said, Then was brought unto him one possessed with a devil, blind and dumb, and he healed him, insomuch that the blind and dumb both spake and saw. And all the people were amazed and said, Is not this? the son of David. Here we are still fairly early in the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. His fame, if you will, is beginning to spread. People are beginning to uh, flock around him and we know that one day that crowd is going to get smaller and smaller and smaller but right now there is a crowd around the Lord Jesus Christ and the Pharisees are there present and uh, Jesus heals this man. He's both blind and dumb and he's able to speak and to see and the Bible says that the, that the people were amazed and they said, is not this the son of David. Those Jews knew exactly what they were saying. Jesus knew what they were saying about him. And you mark it down tonight that the Pharisees knew exactly what the people were saying about the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's their criticism in verse number 24. But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow doth not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. And so in verse number 22, we have a man that is brought to the Lord Jesus Christ and he is possessed with a devil. And then there is an accusation made in verse number 24 by the Pharisees concerning the Lord Jesus Christ that Jesus is going about and he is doing what he is doing by the power of devils. Jesus begins to give a parable and he speaks to these Pharisees. He says in verse number 25, And Jesus knew their faults and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? And then Jesus uses this illustration 
Or he uses this parable or this story to deal with the casting out of the powers of darkness or to deal with the casting out of devils. He cast the devil out of this man. They are then accusing him of doing what he is doing by the power of devils. And it's as the Lord says this, you're talking about casting out devils. Let me explain to you and let me show you exactly how this is to be done and how this is uh, to be carried out tonight. Amen. Jesus uses this story concerning the strong man here in the Word of God. Notice what he said in verse number 29. He said, Or else, how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man, and then he will spoil his house? I want to preach to you for a few moments tonight on this subject, on binding the strong man. Amen? Binding the strong man. The first thing that we see tonight is first of all, the Pharisees make a confusing statement in verse number 24. The Bible says, but when the Pharisees heard it, they said, this fellow doth not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of devils. And Jesus knew their faults and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself, how shall then his kingdom stand? Uh, This is a very confusing statement that the Pharisees make, and it's almost dumb and it's ignorant, Uh, but we know and we understand that there wasn't much thought given to the accusation. They didn't think this out before they accused Jesus of casting Casting out devils by the power of devils. And, and exactly what they said is they said that he did it by Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. If you go to the Old Testament and you search out Beelzebub, you can find him in the books of the kings. And Beelzebub was, was a, a name for a, a false god uh, that they had deemed him to be lord of the flies. You say, what does that mean tonight? Well, it could be said like this. He was lord. Lord of the flies because he was Lord of the dunghill. This was a demeaning statement towards the Lord Jesus Christ. Now I don't have to say a whole lot right here but what the Pharisees were saying is that your ministry and your works and your miracles equate to nothing more than dung tonight. That was a strong statement and so they make this confusing statement and Jesus answers them in verse number 26 and he said if if Satan cast out out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? Now we know and we understand tonight that the devil is not fighting against himself. Amen. Uh, if you have the same experience that I've had today or some other day of the week or some other moment in life, you would know and understand that the devil is not fighting himself, but he is fighting against the power of God. He's fighting against the work of God and he's fighting against the children of God. But listen, Satan is not out uh, trying to destroy himself. He's not trying to wreck homes. Uh, He's not trying to wreck marriages uh, uh, because he's against himself. Uh, But everything that he does uh, is because of jealousy towards God and hatred towards God. Uh, And you and I are in Christ tonight and we identify with God uh, and we identify with the Son of God uh, and Satan hates our God. Therefore, he hates you and I tonight. Amen. 
So the Pharisees made a confusing statement. It was a demeaning and a derogatory statement concerning our Savior tonight. But then notice in verse number 27, Jesus rebuttals with a condemning statement. He says in verse number 25, And if, by, if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore... They shall be your judges. What he's talking about is he's talking about uh, this sect of Jewish mysticism that had been blended in uh, with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And uh, they had a kind of a Jewish exorcist. We can see that uh, carried throughout in the book of Acts. We see those exorcists and uh, those, those vagabond Jews as the Bible calls them. Uh, but there was a whole lot of spiritism uh, that was mixed in with Juda- Judaism by the time the Lord Jesus Christ uh, comes along. And he asked this question. He said, if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your children cast out? out therefore they shall be your judges he is condemning them uh, because they are there trying to condemn condemn him and accuse him uh, of casting uh, these devils out uh, by Beelzebub Uh, and if the Lord Jesus Christ would be guilty of this then certainly the Jewish people uh, would be guilty of this and the children of the Pharisees uh, would be guilty of this and so he is condemning condemning them uh, with this statement in verse number 27. But then notice in verse number 28, there is a confirming statement. He said in verse number 28, But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. This was one of those evidences that the Messiah had come. Thank God Jesus came and He was doing things that nobody else had ever done. Amen. Uh, He was healing in ways uh, uh, that none else had ever healed. Hallelujah. He was making people whole. He was giving uh, sight to the blind. We know all of those things. Uh, But Jesus Christ came and He performed those signs and those miracles uh, uh, to verify who He was to God's people. Yet they still rejected Him. By the way, have you ever read the Word of God and you ask the question, did the Pharisees really know who Jesus was? As we look at the Word of God, listen to me, they knew the Old Testament Scriptures. They wore the Word of God in their clothes. Jesus didn't have to wear uh, some kind of a name tag. He didn't have to come and proclaim who He was. They knew exactly who He was. When they condemned Him to die on the cross uh, and they turned Him over to the Romans uh, and the Romans thus turning him back over to the Jews. They knew exactly what they were doing tonight. That's why their condemnation is so great. He came unto his own, but his own received him not, as the Word of God tells us. But Jesus is confirming through this statement in verse number 28 that he indeed is the Christ, and he indeed is the Messiah because he's doing things that only the Messiah could do. And so he's making it very clear to them tonight. But if it is not clear enough, he said, if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is coming to you. That's very plain. That's very self-explanatory. But he goes on to expound in verse number 29. And he says, or else, how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods except he first bind the strong man? 
and then he will spoil his house. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. We want to be clear tonight. When Jesus is speaking about the strong man, don't misinterpret it. He's not talking about himself tonight, amen, but he is in fact talking about the devil himself, he is talking about Satan the strong man and he is talking about entering into that strong man's house and he is talking about spoiling his goods, thus setting people free tonight amen, when we consider binding the strong man, the first thing that I want you to consider is this I want you to think about with me, number one the strong man's domain the strong man's domain. He said in verse number 29, or else how can one enter into a strong man's house? Here is how Jesus is explaining this tonight. Jesus didn't go and meet the strong man out somewhere in town. He didn't sneak up behind him and apprehend him unawares. He didn't do what he did in some dark corner of the world. But here Jesus is. He doesn't knock. He doesn't ask if he can come in but he enters into that strong man's house tonight and he overtakes him on his own property he defeats him on his own ground tonight and he takes over that strong man's house hey I'm telling you tonight that the Lord Jesus Christ has defeated the strong man and he has defeated Satan tonight on his own ground amen hey the Bible calls Satan the prince of the power of the air he's the little g god of this world and I'm glad for Thank God when Jesus Christ, when he overcame sin and he overcame death, hell and the grave and he overcame Satan, he didn't do it in some dark corner somewhere. He didn't do it unawares. But thank God he did it before all the world and for God and everybody to see. And he beat him tonight on his own ground. I thought about Genesis chapter number 4 where Cain came and slew his brother Abel in the field tonight. Amen. The field was Cain's territory. It wasn't Abel's territory. And Abel there was in the field. And Cain came and slew his brother Abel there in the field. And thank God over 2,000 years ago God returned the favor. He came to this old sin-stricken world. Thank God He walked up Calvary's hillside and he died on the cross and he overcame Satan he defeated him on his own ground I thought about in the book of Esther tonight how those gallows were made for Mordecai Mordecai was set up to be hung but that writing was changed amen uh, there was a law that was enacted put into place that the people of God were going to die but I'm glad there was a second writing tonight amen hey I'm telling you there was a law that condemned us uh, but I'm glad there was a new covenant there was a second writing that was put into place uh, and those gallows that were meant for Mordecai thank God oh Haman hung that day uh, and what was meant for Mordecai wound up destroying Haman Hey, listen to me tonight the cross it was meant to destroy our Savior it was meant to put him away forever but I'm glad when they put him in that grave they didn't realize three days and three nights later he walked out victorious tonight amen Jesus has conquered the strong man in his own domain in his own house 
But then I want you to consider this with me tonight. When we think about binding the strong man, we think about his domain, but then secondly, we consider his dominion tonight. He said, or else how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods? What's he talking about tonight? Well, we could apply it this way. We could talk about God's creation. We could talk about the people that God has created. The God of this world has blinded their eyes. The God of this world is holding people in captivity. The God of this world has got people in bondage tonight. And there are strongholds that have people bound in this life. Boy, you you don't have to look far in society to see that. One of the most common instances of people being bound is addiction to drugs, addiction to alcohol, adultery and fornication and, and pornography and all of the wicked things that this world has to offer somebody who is searching for fulfillment. And here Satan is ready to give people exactly what they desire. He's ready to fulfill those fleshly desires, to give them something to keep their mind and their heart busy and preoccupied. And and just to get that feeling, just to get that fix. Just to find a little bit of comfort. Just to find a little bit of sustenance. Just to, to find a little bit of entertainment. And just a tiny bit of satisfaction. And he's got them hooked. And he's got them bound tonight. And how sad it is to see the estate of some people. I'm not talking about way, way out somewhere. But I'm talking about people that you work with. And people that you're around every day. They are bound by sins. And they are bound by things. And they are held captive by Satan himself. I'm glad in Isaiah chapter number 61, thank God Jesus has come and he's come to preach those glad tidings of peace. Amen. Thank God he has come to set those at liberty, those that are in captivity. I'm glad, thank God, whom the Son shall make free. They shall be free indeed tonight. Amen. And I remember as a 14-year-old boy, I wasn't involved in a lot of those things that I mentioned. But listen, I was going to the same hell as the drunkard. I was going to the same hell as the dope addict. I was going to the same hell as the prostitute. And I was bound in sin just like they were but thank God he came to where I was knocked on my heart's door by the sweet spirit of God and he drew me to bloody Calvary and by faith through by grace through faith I was able to repent and believe the gospel tonight hallelujah and I was set free that day amen I still believe tonight I still believe that if a drunk gets saved he's no longer a drunk amen I'm not saying that he can't drink anymore. I'm not saying that he can't get drunk no more. But listen, there's a new nature and there's a new desire that enters into that man. I'm not making fun, but we have coddled so much stuff. We coddle all of his... Don't you remember a day when people got saved, they got born again and their life was changed? They poured their liquor down the drain. They began to go to church. They began to live for the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, I'm telling you, we've watered salvation down. You know, first we got to get them saved. Then we got to put them through AA. Then we got to take them over here. Then we got to take them over there. And, and it's a 12, 20, and 15, 30 step program. 
Listen, Jesus Christ is able to rehabilitate the sinner tonight. Amen. He's able to set us on the right path. Amen. He's able to save us from sin. Hallelujah. You bound tonight? Say, well, preacher, I go to church. That's not what I'm asking. Are you bound tonight? Are you defeated? Do you have victory in your soul? Do you have joy in your spirit tonight? Or is there something that you have opened yourself up to that has you bound tonight? By the way, that's how those things happen. Possession doesn't just happen. You have to open yourself up to those things. You have to say yes to that spirit. You have to say yes to that temptation. And you have to invite that in. That is how the strong man takes up his residence tonight. The strong man's dominion. The strong man's domain. But then consider this with me. The strong man's defeat. The Bible says in verse number 29, or else how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods except he first bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house. What, what is Jesus saying? First he has to take care of the strong man because he's not going to go in there and, and gather everything up while the strong man is in there tearing around and doing damage. No, listen to me. The strong man has to take, be taken care of first. And then the dominion can be taken care of. The strong man is taken care of. And then that one that enters into the strong man can come and can spoil his house and can lay claim upon what is there. I you to look tonight in Colossians chapter number 2. You don't have to turn there, but we'll read that scripture tonight. Ephesians and then Colossians here in the Word of God. The Bible said, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power, in whom also ye are circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through, through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Now notice this. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it tonight. Amen. What does that mean tonight? That means that Jesus Christ has defeated the condemnation and he has defeated the power and he has defeated the penalty of sin in our life and he has robbed Satan of his power tonight amen he's bound Satan we don't have to sin do we that's not a trick question we, we don't have to sin we have a sin nature John when he was writing about us having an advocate with the father he said if you sin I'm not trying to elevate anybody or elevate myself. I'm just trying to make a point here tonight. We don't have to sin. A lot of times we like to make excuses and we say, you know, well, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. There's some people, they're sinners because of grace. 
And I know what we're saying. We're all sinners saved by grace. I, I thank God for that. But listen to me, we don't have to sin. Why? Because Jesus Christ has power over sin. And we are in Christ tonight. Amen. And for the first, when you got born again for the first time in your life, you are empowered by the Holy Spirit and empowered by the presence of Christ within yourself to say no to sin and have victory over it. We ought to be living in victory tonight. Amen. It is not God's will. Listen to me. It is not God's will for us to be up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, in and out, in and out, hot and cold. We're in victory one minute. We're living in defeat. We get victory over sin. We run back to that, that. That's not God's will tonight. Amen. But we're to live in Canaan. We're to live in victory. Once again, not saying that we won't fail. Not saying that we won't sin. But we don't have to tonight. Amen. Satan was bound at Calvary tonight. But I'm thankful for what the Word of God tells us in the book of the Revelation tonight. Book of Revelation chapter number 20. And verse number 10, I love this verse. The Bible said, And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. At Calvary, Satan was bound. But I'm glad one of these days that Satan is going to be bound for eternity. He'll be cast into the lake of fire. That's where he belongs tonight. Amen. He's been defeated at Calvary. Quickly tonight, I want to give you these things. Finally, there's a concluding statement there in verse number 31. He said, Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. And whosoever speaketh the word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him. Neither in this world, neither in the world to come. Either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. O generation of vipers, how can ye being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. Good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Why did he mention their words? Because we go back to the beginning of a context. We go back to, to the beginning. What, what was said about the Lord Jesus Christ? What they say, remind you, verse number 24. They said, This fellow doth not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. Jesus closes these statements with speaking against the Spirit of God, speaking against the Holy Ghost. He said, If there are words spoken against the Son of Man, it would be forgiven him. He said, But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost. What, what was being said here? How they were speaking against the Holy Ghost. Well, what, what is the job of the Spirit of God? 
John said it like this, And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. He is, he is empowering the work of God and he is drawing sinful men to the cross and drawing sinful men to Christ. And just like John the Baptist on the banks of the Jordan that day, he is pointing to Christ and he's saying, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. And here is not what, what blasphemy of the Holy Ghost is necessarily. It's not even really saying something against the Spirit of God which, which upon the authority of this text I would not do tonight But here's what the blasphemy of the Spirit of God is It's what these Pharisees were guilty of tonight And they were equating the work of the Spirit And they were equating the work of God To the work of the devil tonight They were saying that the work of God was a lie Whenever we're convicted What is the Spirit of God doing? He is pointing us to Christ. He is testifying of the Lord Jesus. How do we blaspheme the Spirit of God? By rejecting Him. And rejecting His testimony of who Jesus is. You cannot and will not be saved outside of the work of the Spirit of God. Amen. Somebody can take a Bible and they can read you all 66 books. But if the Spirit of God is not doing His work, you can forget it. You can go to somebody's doorstep and you can knock on their door and say, I'm from by, and we don't have anybody here that does this, but you can jerk a profession out of them and you can take them, take them down the Romans road and do all of that stuff. But if the Spirit of God is not working in their heart, forget it. Forget it. That's His job tonight. To magnify Christ. To point to the Lord Jesus Christ. And the question that I want to leave you with tonight. Is have you accepted the Spirit of God's testimony. Of who Jesus Christ is. He's convicted you. He's revealed that to you tonight. And he has pointed you to Christ. Have you accepted that tonight? Have you accepted the Spirit of God's Testimony, have you been born again tonight? You say, preacher, it's a Wednesday night. I know that. This is what the Lord wanted me to preach tonight. Amen. We've tried to be faithful to do that. But if you're here tonight, you've never been born again. You've never been saved. Don't reject the Holy Ghost. Don't despise the Holy Ghost. Believer tonight, don't quench Him. Don't, don't grieve Him. But whatsoever He bids you to do, do it tonight and walk in obedience towards the Lord tonight. Amen. Let's stand together.